to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Go to Galatians chapter 1. Been teaching you on the kingdom of God on Wednesday nights and on Sundays. Once again, we are online on Wednesday nights. You need to go listen to those. It all comes together under the kingdom of God. It will set you free of your religious works and things that you're struggling to do. The kingdom of God is a place of freedom, a place of liberty, a place of peace, a place of joy, and a place that very few people know about. All right, Galatians chapter 1, are you there? Let's start in verse 4. Talking about Jesus, it says, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Look at it again. Who gave himself for our sins, that he might bring us to heaven. Who gave himself for our sins, that he may basically start a religion. No, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. That means that one time we need to delivered from this world or this kingdom of darkness, basically because we were in the kingdom of darkness. Every single human being who is born is born into the kingdom of darkness. You have citizenship in that kingdom, basically because of what Adam did a long, long time ago. When Adam sinned, basically, and that sin nature was passed down to each and every one of us, we were born in something called the kingdom of darkness. Say the kingdom of darkness. Jesus basically came to give us citizenship once again into the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of heaven was here in Adam before he sinned, basically. So we've got to think of the gospel as a governmental thing, not a religious thing. And until you make that switch, you're really not going to understand why you're here, what you're doing here, what's going on, or anything else. So basically, we're dealing with a government. Whatever government you're under, you have an allegiance to that government. How many of you are Americans? How many of you know you need to have allegiance to that government? Well, we also had an allegiance to the kingdom of darkness at one time because we were born in the kingdom of darkness. We had no trouble sinning. We had no trouble failing. We had no trouble cussing. We had no trouble carousing. We had no trouble drinking. We had no trouble doing anything because we had an allegiance with that kingdom. When you get born into the kingdom of God, all that changes because you come out of the kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light that's called the kingdom of God. So our allegiance now is not to the world, it's not to the things of the world, it's to the kingdom of God itself, which is a real kingdom. Say a real kingdom. Notice it's a spiritual kingdom, but you are a spirit. You have a soul, you live in a physical body, so your kingdom citizenship now is in a spiritual government called the kingdom of heaven, and heaven is a real place. Most of us think as heaven is nothing to think about until we die. But if you're part of the kingdom of heaven and a citizen there, that means you can be receiving from heaven now before you die. I gosh, this is one of the things in everybody's life they just don't understand. They just think everything is going to be wonderful when they die and go to heaven. How many of you know it is? But you don't have to wait until you die and go to heaven for everything to be all right because you're a citizen of a kingdom of God, basically. And how many know there's no crime up there? There's, there's no inflation up there. There's nothing bad going up there. So we have a connection with them where we can receive from the kingdom of heaven and live as kingdom citizens. The Bible says you are a king and you are a priest. Say, I'm a king, I'm a king. And, a and a priest. Now, what is a king called to do? He's called to rule, isn't he? 
So you have rulership here on the earth. You are an extension of the kingdom of God. And we are here to rule over all the things of the kingdom of darkness. Here it says that Jesus died so that we could be delivered out of this world order or this world's way of doing things. How many of you tried it the world's way? How many of you know it didn't work very well, did it? So citizenship is something that's really important to get into a kingdom. And you can see that just in the natural realm. You look at the southern border. People are pouring across the southern border right now. Why is that? Because they want to be in a kingdom or a government where it's better than where they came from. So they will do whatever it takes to get in here. They'll marry somebody that they don't know. They'll falsify documents. They'll swim across a river. Many of them will die even trying just to get to a better place where they can live in a better type of life. One that gives them a better education. One that gives them a better job. One that gives their family an opportunity. They were literally try their lives to the death in order to get into a kingdom. Yet as spiritually people, we have been into the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, and we didn't have to swim across any oceans to get there. Come on, we didn't have to marry, praise God, somebody who is a Christian in order to get in. We were in there simply because Jesus Christ bought and paid for our citizenship in that kingdom. And a lot of times that people think they're in the kingdom of God and basically Christians simply because they do religious things. Religious things do not qualify you. I don't care how many times you've gone to church. I don't care how many times you've clapped, how many times you've praised, how many times you've jumped up and down. The key is you must be born again into the kingdom of God. And whenever you're born into, and even with all the people coming in from the influx of the southern borders, how many know it's starting to change the culture of the United States of America? You go to the grocery store now and you can understand about 30% of the people who are there anymore because they're all speaking a different language. They all came from a different country. They're all coming across. So things are changing, basically. The culture changes whereas when there's an influx of people into a country who do not belong there and are not legally there. Well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. When we got born into the kingdom of God, we came out of a culture that was nothing like the kingdom of God. So we are constantly changing into the culture of the kingdom, then sent back here to change the culture of the earth, praise God. And we do that by allowing the power of God to change us in every single area of our life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Go to John chapter 3. <laughs> Day in my life when I got tired of being a loser. And I was a Christian. I was born again. But I was losing in everything that I tried. The devil would come around, I'd rebuke him, and he'd just yell back at me, and that was pretty much the end of that. Sickness would come on my body, and it'd just get worse. Come on. Finances were down to zero, so I prayed, and they went below zero. But I was a Christian. I was victorious. I'm living in victory. Praise God, almighty. Are you victorious? Yes. Got any money? See, anybody ever been there? And I was doing all these things trying somehow to get it to work. Christianity was supposed to work, but it wasn't working. And I'd been in it for years. And I was told, you just got to believe harder. You just got to do better. You just got to be better. You got to have a closer relationship with God. You got to do this. You got to do that. Stand a little longer. Stand a little harder. Confess more and more and more and more in your life. Well, praise God, I found out when I'm a citizen, a lot of things that I was confessing before, I was confessing things that I already had. How many of you get up every morning and say, I'm an American, 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 I'm an American. No, you're American. You were born into the kingdom of God. And all these things that I was confessing, I already had because I was a kingdom citizen and nobody told me 
And I was in some decent churches. I mean, the Holy Ghost was there, the power was there, but the revelation wasn't there. And I mean, you get touched by the Holy Ghost, touched by the Holy Ghost, but I'll tell you what, that touch wears off after a little while, and you find out that you've got to go back to work. Still got to raise your kids. Still got to be nice to your wife. You see? Because Christianity is so much different than kingdom. Kingdom, when you entered into the kingdom of God, you entered into a place where you became everything that you always wanted to be. The Bible says that you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have. Yet people are still dragging their past away. Do you know that scripture? Oh, yes, brother. Yes, old things have passed away, but you should find out what they did to me 20 years ago. Well, did it pass away? Or are you still dragging that garbage behind you? And until you understand that that was the end, December 21st, 1985, by the o'clock in the evening, that was the end for me. Old things passed away. Whoever hated me, I didn't care. Whoever got mad at me, whoever did anything to me, who was ever mean to me, who was ever whatever, it went away. Because the old thing that passed away, and I wanted to start a new life. I wanted something better. I wanted to move into something to where I had peace and joy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And when I got into the kingdom of God and started understanding the kingdom of God, the, the peace level went up. The joy level went up. I started convincing myself of what actually happened to me, praise God, and the freedom that we have. A lot of people have trouble loving God and Jesus because it's hard to love somebody who promises you victory and you're living in defeat all the time. And I'll tell you what, if God's in control of everything, and so far I've been sick, and one of my people got ran over, and my husband died, and my kids are sick, and God loves me, well, does he? You don't think he does. You think if he's in control of everything, what kind of God is that? Oh, he's a loving God. Yes, he is. No, he's not. But we found out that he's not in control, that we have something to do in our own lives as kingdom citizens, and we can take the pressure off God, like there's pressure on him, but there's not. But the pressure isn't on God, and there's no pressure on us. We simply got to understand that we became citizens of a brand new country, the kingdom of heaven, and everything that I receive now, I do not want to receive from the earth. I want to receive from the heaven. Why? Because they're never going to run out there. So everybody's talking about inflation now. Everybody's talking about uh, recession right now. It doesn't matter if there's recession here because I'm receiving from here. I don't have to go broke here because everybody's gone broke. I can prosper from here. As a matter of fact, as people go broke here, there's a better opportunity for us to prosper here. So sometimes bad news for them is good news for us. I've had some of my greatest moments in the midst of hell going on on the earth, and that's when I prospered, praise God. And I'm not the kind to keep praying for hell on people, but if you're going to keep walking in darkness and end up in hell, I'd rather benefit from it. See, so don't go along with the world. Don't, don't tie into the world. Don't worry. Worry is connection to the world. Fear is connection to the world. Why? Because that's who you're trusting. The only reason why you've got to worry is because you're trusting them. If you're trusting him, you wouldn't have to worry about anything. See, that's what worry comes from. It comes from us trying to receive from the wrong kingdom or the wrong citizenship, which is the earth down here, rather than the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is simply righteousness, peace, and joy in the, in the Holy Ghost. All right, look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God. Now notice, this guy was on the upper crust of religion. Do you understand? He was one of the top dogs in religion. He had a position. People knew him. He was a religious leader. But he knew he was missing something. Ever been there? Yeah. 
I knew I was missing something in my life. Was I doing everything I was told to do? Yes. Was I clapping? Yes. Was I jumping? Yes. Was I going to church? Yes. Was I lifting my hands? Yes. Was I being nice to people? Sort of. Sort of. But I was doing everything I was doing, and nothing was working out on the other end. And basically what I was doing is my priorities were off because I had my priorities on receiving things from the world and using God to do it rather than seeking God's kingdom and allowing him to give me things of the world. See, it's backwards. We used to say, uh, I don't know, when you first got saved again, you got an engine, then you got feelings, feelings, this and that, and then the word of the faith is a caboose. Did you ever hear that thing right there? Because we had the train going in the wrong direction, and we were concentrating on the wrong things. Whenever you're focused on this world, you're going to be in trouble. Whenever you're focusing on the promises in heaven, you're in good shape. Because you're going to end up getting what you're trying to seek in the world simply by seeking first. Say first. first. Say not second. Not, not third. Not, not fourth. Not fourth. Say first. first. When you seek the kingdom first, the kingdom of God first, what's that? I want to seek the cultures. I want to seek the laws. I want to seek the constitution. I want to seek everything that's got to do with the kingdom of God. Then I want to live by that and abide by that. Here's Nicodemus here. In verse 3, Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he what? Cannot. Say cannot. cannot. Say cannot. cannot. So jumping won't do it, will it? Clapping won't do it, will it? Being part of a denomination doesn't do it, does it? Going to church doesn't do it. You must be born again. Now, we've taught born again, and everybody teaches born again, and basically we've taught that when you get born again, you're on your way to heaven, and you're secured heaven. But in this scripture here, Jesus never mentions heaven. It's not in there anywhere. He never mentions religion. He mentions you being born again so that you could enter into a kingdom called heaven. So you're born again. Say, I am a kingdom citizen. My citizenship is in heaven and also on the earth. But I choose... To put my priority and my focus on the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of earth. And when you start to do that and that little shift takes place in your life, it's not dependent on your job, it's not dependent on your bank account, it's not dependent on anything. It's dependent on the promises of God and everything he supplied for each and every one of us. Things start to shift. In, in case you know it or don't know it, spirituality is a lot stronger than natural. It's the real realm. So that realm can easily control the natural realm. Which means you could seek first the kingdom of God, have a big ministry, and end up rich simply because you sought first the kingdom of God and didn't know where the money was coming from, but it came from somewhere. But sometimes we want to go to God and we want something and we try to help him get it. In other words, we've got a plan. God, I know you're going to meet my needs according to your riches and glory. I need this $400 right now. Thank you for doing it. Amen. Hello, rich aunt. Yeah, we're $400 behind. We need it desperately. We just got to have it right now. And then they get it and say, thank you, Lord. Well, the Lord really didn't do that. So when you need $1,000, you're going to have to go back to that aunt. And she's probably going to bless you once, twice, three times. See, we're either going to trust the king of the kingdom or we're going to trust the world. And if you trust the world, that's not bad. You're only going to get what the world's got, though. And how many know you're not going to become a millionaire in this world unless you cheat, steal, or get in politics? 
See, because what it is, you've got to do it corrupt way. You've got to steal. You've got to cheat. You've got to, but if you go through the kingdom of God, there's plenty of ways that God can make you succeed in every single area of your life. But you've got to put your priority on him first. And in order to do that, you've got to be born again, praise God. And people, you know, I run into people all the time. Are you saved? Yes, I'm, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Why are you going to heaven? And the patent answer is always, I've been a pretty good person. Have you ever heard that? I'm just thinking, oh, my God. No, that doesn't get you in, being a pretty good person. If it depended on us being a pretty good person, none of us would be getting in. No, it's by being born, spiritually born into the kingdom of God, accepting what was already provided for each and every one of us. But then God wants us to go further than that. Do we have heaven? Yes. But do we have peace? Yes. Do we have joy? Yes. Notice, he eliminated worry and fear and all these things simply by getting up in the morning and saying, I'm going to have a good day. Is that amazing? I mean, that would freak most Christians out because they've been trying their whole life, 13 hours a day, to lose their worry and fear. They've done everything. They've cried. They've jumped. They bawled. They screamed. They knelt. They stood. They did everything, and they never got it. He simply gets up and says, I'm going to have a good day today. He goes on and has a good day. Because we've made the kingdom of God a problem. We've made it tough. And there's a lot of people that don't even know about the kingdom of God. And I tell you, to me, it's it's terrible that some people are not aware of the kingdom of God and don't get in, but it's just as bad for people who get in and don't know they're in. Because all these things he provided for us, there they sit. It's like a, a, a buffet on the cruise. And it's all there, and you're starving to death, not knowing. And, you, and you're trying to pay for it, and you can't pay for it. And, you're, you, and it's just all free. And in the kingdom of God, when you find out everything's freely been given to you, and you just start to believe it and receive it, and you don't have to, it's not hard to believe when you know you're a citizen. Because we can relate to citizens. I'm a citizen. When I turn 65, I can get Social Security. I mean, I don't have to beg the president to do that. I don't have to plead. I don't have to pray for the government. I don't have to do anything. It's just a benefit that comes to me at a certain age because that's a benefit. When I was 16, I could get a driver's license. I didn't have to send in 45 petitions. I didn't have to stand on the word of God to get it. I got a driver's license basically because it's a benefit of the kingdom of God or of the natural world. Now, the kingdom of God the same way. These things, you don't really have to believe to get them. You've already got them. They already belong to you right now. Peace is mine. So I'm not going to let anybody steal my peace. I'm not going to let anybody steal my joy. We sing the song, this is the day. No matter what happens, this is the day. Well, we want to sing this is the day, but we don't want the second part, no matter what happens. Because no matter what happens, we lose our peace, we lose our joy, and basically not the day of the Lord anymore, the day that he has made. But we're going to be a people who walks in this stuff constantly. And people are going to see you, and they're going to wonder, what the heck is the matter with you? What, what is the deal with you? Well, how can you go through that and be smiling? How can you be up all the time? I'm tired of you being up all the time. I wish you'd get, and then you start thinking, I just hope he gets it someday. They do. They think, oh, he thinks he's so hot. We'll just wait someday he's going to get it. Well, even if I get it, I'm still going to walk in peace and joy. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's no sense worrying and, and freaking out about anything, especially if you're trusting God. Hallelujah. I mean, this morning, once again, we got a miracle baby here. I'll tell you what, it's, it's a miracle. Praise God. Now, you can freak out through that situation the whole time for, for 50 days, or you can just simply stay on the Word of God and let it go. Praise God. And there he is, taking a bow this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at him. Five months today. Praise God. And I know it's not easy. It's not that kind of easy lifestyle to do. But when you stay connected to God and to the Spirit of God on the inside of you, you can do this stuff, praise God. God has prosperity for each and every one of you in here. I'm telling you right now. There is prosperity there. If you will just switch over your priority in your life and line up with God, you will be surprised what happens to you in three months. 
But if you're going to continue to put your priority on things, getting things, taking care of this problem, that problem, and not on seeking the kingdom of God, then you're going to fight your whole life. It's going to be a long 70 years for you because that's just the way it is. This world's a struggle. It's a mess, and, and there's no guarantee it's going to get better. But the kingdom of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, praise God. The king's doing just fine up there, and he desires to give you the entire kingdom, but you won't take it. You won't receive it because we're going to do it ourselves. Frank Sinatra, I'll do it my way. And God says, go right ahead. You'll be sorry. Yeah. Because he knows it's not going to work that way. It's only going to work God's way, and that's the only way that it's going to work. And no prosperity came to me until I started seeking first the kingdom of God. And I was a pasta. I mean, all pastors get blessed and get millions. What's going on here? I've been a pastor for 10 years. I get nothing. What's the deal? Why? Because I was seeking the wrong thing again. I was seeking the finances for this. I was seeking members for this. I was seeking. There's a day that came and says, hey, I'm just going to preach the word. You bring who you want. And whoever don't come, fine. And whoever comes, leaves, good. And whoever else comes, that's the way it is. Praise God. Everybody says, you're going to have a church of hundreds and thousands. And well, praise God. Prophesy it if you want. If they come, they come. But I'm not going to lose any sleep either way. I mean, if you can just raise up 40 or 50 people to understand their kingdom, the Bible says that there's people pressing into the kingdom of God. That means there's people out there who want the kingdom of God so darn bad, they're just tired with the world, they're tired with Christianity, they're tired with religion, but they do not know that there's an actual kingdom that they get born into where everything is provided for each and every one of them, and they got a family relationship with a king and with a Lord, praise God. And it's so simple to get born again, isn't it? It's so simple. Some of us did it by accident. Nobody ever preached the gospel to me. Nobody ever told me I had confessed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I just got sick and tired of my life and went to God and told him to do something. You know what he did? He zapped me. <laughs> Be careful what you pray. Some people say, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Then they get filled. Then they wish they didn't. Yeah. Because you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to act different. You're going to be a peculiar people. And you're going to get persecuted. Them that live godly will suffer. You're going to suffer persecution. Then how are you going to react, see? Well, I will, uh, that shouldn't be happening to me. I'm living godly. Yes, it should. He already told you you were going to get persecuted. But we're not aware of that, so we're living in the world again. I'm living for Jesus, but everybody gets mad at me. Well, good. Praise God. Fulfillment of prophecy. <laughs> Glory to God. But we don't look at it that way, see? Love your enemies. Sure. We don't look at that. But that's the way the kingdom operates. And you'll find out if you love your enemies, you'll be a lot better in here than if you hate your enemies. Than if you want to get back at your enemies. That you want to meditate on how bad your enemies are. All that does is mess you up. See, everybody wants a health plan. It's this book. No side effects. No withdrawals. Doesn't raise your blood pressure. Doesn't do anything. It's simply the word of God. And in Proverbs, if you read it, chapter 4, verse 20, says if you meditate on this word, look at this word, keep the word in your heart, keep the word in your mouth, it's health to all your flesh. How many of you got some flesh? Yeah. So, so our healing in the kingdom of God is this book. If you meditate on this book and look like it, what's in you will come out of you. In your spirit and it will flow into your physical body. The, the Bible says the word of God will get into your joints and your marrow. That means it'll get into some physical things, won't it? If you take time to get it in and meditate on the Word and spend time in the kingdom of God. See, we could, we could all be healthy and it's a witness. Yep. Right. Everybody wants to tell you how sick they are whenever they talk to you. Well, tell them how healed you are next time you talk to them. 
Well, I've had diabetes, high blood pressure. What'd you had? Nothing. I just walk around, praise God, in divine health all the time. It's tough, but I do it, praise God. I sneezed once a year ago, but I just had to do it that time. I tried to hold it back, but I couldn't do it. And well, what's your, well, how do you do that? How do you walk in divine health? How come you don't have high blood pressure? Well, it says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, if you get in the word of God and, and meditate on it, it'll be life to you, all your flesh and, and out of your belly full of rivers of living water. So there's a simple thing he gave us. The simple thing is seek first the kingdom of God and his, and all these things will be. And simply meditate on the constitution of the word of God, which is a spiritual thing, and it'll build life into the physical realm and into your physical body. You'll start making decisions in your life that will change your life. Amen. And there'll be changes in your life that you didn't think up, but they came from your spirit up to you. And at first, you have to fight your way through them because your mind, your mind doesn't like them, doesn't want to do it. I remember when God a long time ago told us to, once again, buy this building and go all that way in debt. Trust me, my mind wasn't saying, goody, 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 goody. Put your house up, put your car up, put everything on, get a loan, get in the building. And my mind was just going, ooh, ooh, ooh. I was saying, all as long as I could see my car being towed. I could see my house being stripped from under me. And trust me, my wife went with the house. She wasn't going to stay around. She could lose everything at once. But in here, say in here. There was something in here that I couldn't get away from. Couldn't get it out of there. Couldn't get it away. Couldn't talk myself out of it. Couldn't do anything. Because I knew it had come from a kingdom and from the Spirit of God. And God the whole time wanted me blessed. Wanted me to get blessed. Wanted to provide all my needs according to his riches. Wanted me to have more than I did. But still, I could do it myself. I saw how their pastors did it. I mean, a lot of people got to manipulate the people. I hear the Spirit of God talking. I can feel it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Feel it. Got to have a couple jerks. God is speaking that there's a bunch of people in here who give $500. No, 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 no. He just went up $1,000 into this ministry. Today, you may not have the money, but just believe God. And I want to stand up and say, why don't you believe God? I mean, if you're going to preach it and then you're going to Manipulate the people to do it? Why don't you believe God? Then you wouldn't have to manipulate the people. See? But, but that's the way people are brought up. See, that's what they're taught. That's a religious way of doing things. That's the way to pry it out of people's hands. That's the way to get George Washington to quit crying when they put it in the thing. Yeah. But there's a better way to do it. There's a kingdom way. A simply trusting in the kingdom of God and knowing that I'm part of a kingdom. Am I part of a U.S. citizen? Yes, but I am part of a kingdom of God that's much greater than a U.S. citizen, praise God. And there's more wealth there. There's more power there. There's more everything. Because I've been born again and I'm a citizen. Say, I'm a citizen. citizen. It would behoove you to tell people instead of you're a Christian to tell them you're a citizen. To help convince yourself. But you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Say, I'm a citizen citizen. of the kingdom of heaven. heaven. All right, go to Matthew chapter 5. I mean, you read some of the things that Jesus said, I'm telling you, and you understand the kingdom of God, he really freaked some people out, you know that? I mean, when they arrest him and brought him up and they put, put him before the council and everything, they said, uh, are you a king? And he said, you say I'm a king. And then he says, I'm not of this world. I mean, you know, that probably made him stir a little bit. So I'm from a different world, basically. I come from a different world. I mean, you know, if you go to your friends tomorrow and say, I'm not from this world, 
I'm from a different world. And when the paddy wagon shows up, yeah, because people don't understand it, and the church don't understand it, and Christians don't understand it. But when you want to associate with that kingdom, and you want to rely on that kingdom, want to be hooked to that kingdom, everything gets much better. Even your relationship with God gets better. All right, Matthew chapter 5. This scripture was a shocker. Look at verse 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Now this tells me there's people in the kingdom of heaven, but there's people who are least and there are people who are great. And when I read this scripture, I wanted to be a great, not one of the least. I mean, if you've got a heart after God at all, you want to be great. So what do I got to do? I either got to obey what the kingdom tells me and tell others to do it, or I just don't care. I'm going to heaven. I'm in the kingdom. So I don't have to obey the laws of the kingdom. Basically, I'm just going to live life the way it is in case sera, sera, however things go. And notice, you're still in the kingdom, but you're least in the kingdom. Well, I think if you're least in the kingdom, you're going to receive the least from the kingdom. And if you're great in the kingdom, you're going to get the great from the kingdom. And here's the thing. The problem in the world today is everybody's changing the kingdom laws. And not only the world, Christian churches are changing kingdom laws. Well, if I'm here and I change a few laws and teach you to obey those laws that have been changed, then you're in disobedience and you're just going to be leased your whole life whether you like it or not. But if you're going to go by this book, say this book. And this book tells you what to do, what not to do, how to do things, how not to do things. And for you, so I, I've got to study this book for myself. Say for myself. So you can't believe what anybody else tells you. And you better check when I tell you something. Just look it up. Make sure. You never know. Never know. Never know. Yep. Because you can get some stuff, and you better watch what you listen to on TV. There's a lot of people out there tell you some things you don't need to know and you don't need to follow, that's for sure, because they're not going to help you anyway. Whenever they put you in comparison with a loser, going to become a winner, they're hurting you because you're not a loser. You may think you're a loser, but you're not a loser. You're a winner, praise God. How did you become a winner? You are born that way. How did you become victorious? You were born that way. It belonged to you. I mean, we wave flags around for the U.S., and there's nothing wrong with that and everything, but it's time to start waving some flags for the kingdom of God, praise God. Tell somebody how it works. So I want to be great in the kingdom of God. I decided to obey the laws, look up the laws, figure out what the laws are going to be, basically because this is our agreement in the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom, but we have to comply to the laws of the kingdom of God, just like in the natural realm. You have to comply to the laws of the United States of America, or you're going to lose some rights and privileges. I mean, you know, when you go to jail, you lose quite a few rights and privileges. You get picked up for DUI twice or three times. How many of you lose your privilege? of having a driver's license. Are you still a citizen? Oh yes, amen. I'm still a citizen. And you do not carry the laws from your old kingdom into the new kingdom. And that's what the church does most of the time. They're going to heaven. That was the goal. That's all the purpose that they have. So basically all they're going to do right now is do whatever they want to do until they die and go to heaven. But you don't have to wait to take citizenship privileges. When you die and go to heaven, you can get them right now before you go to heaven. How many know you're not going to go to heaven and pray for money? You're not going to cast out too many devils up there. See? But we all want to wait till we get to heaven. Then everything's going to be great. Well, 
it is going to be great. But what about now? What are you supposed to be doing here now? You're a king and a priest right down here now. You're a citizen of the kingdom of God right here now. So citizenship basically goes wherever I go. I can move next week to Europe, but I'm still a citizen of the kingdom of the United States, even though I'm not in the United States. So even though you're on earth, you're still a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, even though you're not in heaven, and you don't have to go back to heaven to be a citizen. You're always a citizen. So we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven right now. We've got all the, the rights in the kingdom of heaven. We've got everything we need from the kingdom of heaven. He is the king. He's the one that wants to supply all our needs according to his glory. And notice, once again, you don't have to say, I'm an American. I'm an American. I'm just trying to be an American. I'm trying to be American. I'm doing my best to be an American. You don't have to struggle and fight to get your benefits as an American. They all belong to you. As a matter of fact, when somebody tries to take one away, like what's going on in this country now, people will stand up for it. I've got a right. That's the way it is. And they'll try to rewrite the Constitution. It doesn't make any difference. I've got a legal right for this. And that's the way we need to be with the kingdom of God. When something comes into your life that's going to steal your peace and joy, you say, no, no, I got, I got a right to have peace, and I got a right to have joy. I got a right to be healed. I got a right to be blessed. I got a right to be filled with the Spirit. I've got a right in all these things, because all these rights have already been given to us in the kingdom of God, so I'm going to take advantage of all them. And I'm going to think and meditate on those more than what's going on in this earthly realm. Because there's nothing in this earthly realm you want to meditate on anyway. It's all a mess out there. So you can be great, or you can be least. The question is, what do you want to do? Do you want to be great? Do you want to be least? Which one? Get in the kingdom of God. You don't have to wait till you get older. You don't have to wait till you go to church 20 years to start partaking. You can start partaking right off the bat. And the problem is some of the people who just got born in the kingdom of God right now and never got taught religion move fast and past you. Because they're just told, you've got peace. Thank God, I've got peace. And you're trying to figure out how and why. And if you can, you're going to tell, well, we don't have peace all the time because I'm a real good Christian and I have peace every now and then. But sometimes I lose my peace. And as soon as you get done putting their fire out, you look for somebody else. But it's the new people. You watch. Who does the most witnessing? New people. Who are the most people on fire for Jesus show up every certain? New people. Because they've, they've stepped into something. They know they've got something. There's something been stirring on the inside of them. Now, if they can be instructed to what they got and what belongs to them, how you know that fire will keep going? If they're instructed just to do a bunch of works, they'll backslide. That's why you have so many backslid people in the church right now. Because they're trying to keep A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, rather than enjoying life in the kingdom of God and doing their purpose and doing their plan. That's where your fire goes. When you keep your purpose and plan and you're in line with the will of God and doing things, it just, it's just fun. It's just easy. Every day is an opportunity. Every situation is another victory, praise God, coming your way. Everything that comes towards your life, you know that you're going to win every single time, praise God, because you're hooked to a country that never loses. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us we're more than conquerors. You look at Christians in church on Sunday. We're more than conquerors, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. Glory to Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. They don't believe they're more than conquerors. They don't believe they're, they believe whatever's going on in the world and how they feel, for goodness sakes. And, and, and you can shrug off Christianity, you can shrug off Catholicism, you can shrug off everything, but you cannot shrug off citizenship. Once you're a citizen, you are a citizen. Even if you don't like America, and some people don't, but they're still American citizens. And they threaten to go to another country, but they never leave. Why is that? Because nobody's fighting to get into Haiti right now. Nobody's swimming across, crossing their border illegally, trying to sneak in there. No, I don't think they're having any kind of immigration problem at all over there. 
See? But some of us have been born again, and we're still living under the same immigration that we have in the earthly realm, even though there's more for us up here. There's a whole banquet. If you read some of the parables, they'll talk about the kingdom of God. He talks about a king who spreads a, a marriage feast for all his people. There's a marriage feast. Everything you ever wanted, everything you ever want. And they said, well, no, I got married. I'm too busy with my wife right now. I bought a cow. I'm too busy. I've got a job. I'm too busy to come. So what does he do? He goes into the byways. Now he left the religious Christians. And he goes into people just on the street, walking down the street. He says, come to my banquet. They said, okay, that sounds like a good idea. They come, and he still couldn't fill it. What are, all these, what are all these parables about? They're about the kingdom of God, every single one. But if you look at them from a different angle, you're not going to understand what they're talking about. He's understanding. He has prepared a banquet, has been prepared before you in the presence of your enemies. So that's not in heaven because up there you ain't got no enemies. That's down here on the earth. It's already been prepared for each and every one. So there's a banquet of peace and joy and power and healing and deliverance and victory and, and families and all these things. And yet all we're doing is wait until we die. We sing songs about dying. Glory, glory, when we die, when we die. It'll be so wonderful when we die, when we die. Well, who wants to die? Not me. I want to be wonderful here now. And I want to show people that you can live positively and you can live in victory as a kingdom of God citizen. And that citizenship goes with you wherever you go today. It's still there. And all the benefits come with that thing right here. You just got to make sure you get out of the old kingdom system that's there. The way to get rich is not the way to get rich in the kingdom of God. The way to walk in peace is not. And when people offend you, what does the Bible tell you to do? What does it tell you to do? Forgive and what? And what else? Pray for. Yeah, that's not the world's way, is it? Punch, kick, and slap them. Because it's one thing to say, I forgive. It's another thing to pray. Well, I forgive them. Did you forgive them? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. But let me tell you what they did to me. I'll tell you right now. I, got I can tell you what time they did it, what the weather was like, what had happened, how bad it hurt me. No, they didn't forgive anything because they didn't follow the scripture that tells you to forgive and pray for them. So here I am praying the blessings into somebody's life who just hurt me. See, I need healed of my hurts. No, you need to make a decision to come out. You have authority. God's slowly healing me of my hurts. No, he's waiting for you to really forgive. See, we want God to do everything. Come on. God, hurt, heal my hurts. He says, forgive. Oh, I did, but heal my hurts. Then you wouldn't be hurt. See, we've got authority. We've got things we can dig ourselves out of, and we've got the power to blow ourselves out of, but we want God to do it for us when he's already did it for us. Jesus is not coming back again to die on the cross. It's not going to happen. He did it once. And one time, he delivered us, set us free by coming to the cross. So we're just stepping into the things that actually belong to us right now. We're doing that through the word of God and understanding the things that belong to you. You can live peacefully this whole week. Well, let's just go back. You can live peacefully through Monday. Start there. Start step at a time through Monday. Tuesday, you can have a meltdown. Then go back in Wednesday. And do what you can do there. And Thursday. No, we can do that. We can make that decision to do it. He just made a simple decision to do it, see? Because we want to talk about authority about casting out devils. Well, how about casting out feelings and emotions in our own life, for God's sakes? How about getting rid of that stuff in our own life? We've got authority to do that stuff. But, but and I hate to say this, but it feels better being the victim. Doesn't it? Feels better. Because you want to tell everybody what they did to me, how bad it hurt me. How terrible it is. And you want somebody to come up and give you a little pat? 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't it? Feels good, don't it? And you want everybody to know. But that's not the kingdom way. That's the world's way. And that's the way most Christians live in this day and age. They've all got something in their baggage, and they just want everybody to know how terrible it's been. And I'll tell you what, if you, if you say one thing that happened in your life that wasn't good, they'll top it every time. Gets into a battle of who got, who got messed up with the most times. Oh, you think so? Let me tell you about my life. Let me tell you about my husband. Tell you about my wife. Well, we don't do that, praise God, because we live on top the whole time. Whether you know it or not, every one of you in here is, is more than a conqueror this morning. Every one of you is victorious. Every one of you can be prosperous. If you just change your priorities this morning and go after the kingdom of God and the things in the kingdom of God, you'll be surprised how your peace will come back and how your joy will come back and how a fire will just start to dwell up on the inside of you and start burning on the inside of you. And all, once you'll get hungry for the word of God again, you're force-feeding yourself now, but you don't have to when you get on fire for the kingdom of God. You want to read this thing all the time. And even when you're not reading it, it'll be stuck in your head. Did you ever hear a song in the morning you can't get that thing out of your head? And then when you get it out, and then you're singing it, and you're saying, yeah, why is that? Because it gets into your spirit, and it's in there. Well, the Word of God can get in there, and even though you're not reading the Bible all day long, it's still in there. You're singing songs. Sometimes songs pop up to me, and Becky says, I haven't heard that in 30 years. Where'd it come from? I said, I don't know. It just came up. I don't even know if they play it anymore. It's really a song, but it just comes up. And that's what happens when you stay in tune. There's stuff already been put in there, see, crammed in there, and it'll come up. And it'll be a song for your day, for that day, to help you get through that day or do whatever. Because that's what the kingdom of God is getting. It's a victory. Say, it's a victory. How many in here are victorious? Yes. Praise God, good. Half of you. Glory to God. That's better than usual. Praise God. It's usually a third, so we're moving up. Praise God. All right, let's pray this morning. Oh, Lord, I thank you for victory this morning. I thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding, flooding our spirit, man, with your light, that we may know the hope of your calling, not ours, the riches of the glory, the inheritance you have given us in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of the power that you've placed on the inside of each and every one of us. I thank you, Father, that the body of Christ is rising up in citizenship to a place where we understand that we are the head of all things here on the earth. Every and we are ruling and reigning in every situation and every circumstance of our life. Father, continue to open our eyes through the Spirit of God and through the Word of God that we may see clearly, praise God, the things that you have provided for us on the cross. Father, we don't want to be your, your people. We want to be like you in every single area of our life, Father. We thank you this day for more opportunities to touch people's life, to bring your kingdom into their life, and we thank you that we continue to stay hungry for your Word and the things of God. And we for what you're doing in each and every one of our hearts. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay. the key.